Welcome to the Bucket Draw Podcast, Episode 17. And my guest today is from Dearborn, Michigan. He played 13 seasons of professional hockey in three different leagues, and more notably, the famous LNAH. He once got 45 penalty minutes in five games in the UHL, so I'll have to ask him about that. He played his junior hockey with the Barry Colts and the Collingwood Blues, where he put up 20 points in 38 games, so not just a scrapper. Although he could definitely do that. Along his professional career and semi-pro career, he racked up 1,797 penalty minutes in 245 games. I will let the listeners do the math. A little hint, it's a lot of penalty minutes. Welcome to the podcast, Dan Tice. Thanks so much for joining us. Right on, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you. So, Dan, before getting into uh, what you're up to these days, I saw on HockeyDB that you were uh, born in Dearborn, Michigan. So where did you play your minor hockey? Yes, I was born in Dearborn, Michigan, and my family moved back to Canada when I was probably about three years old. So I played my all my minor hockey in uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Right on. Were you a decent size when you were playing hockey? Both my brother and my, my father are both over six foot tall. So when I was, I remember when I was about 16 years old, I was probably about the same height I am now, about 175 pounds at the time. I couldn't wait till I was six foot tall, 200 pounds, but uh, I got to the 200 pounds all right, but uh, I stopped short of six foot by a couple inches. That's all right. And yeah. uh, who was your favorite player growing up? Uh, Guy Lafleur, man. That was my hero. No way. So you got a chance to watch him play. I uh, I got to watch him play. Uh, he actually he dropped uh, the ceremonial puck out of one of the games uh, in Sorel when uh, one year. It was years ago now, and uh, I was like a little kid, man. I I didn't know he was going to be there, and I was on the bench, and they they brought him out to drop the ceremonial puck at the beginning, and I was I literally like a little kid looking staring at him. It was my childhood hero. When I was um, what eight, nine, ten years old, I played right wing. I had number 10 on my back and uh, I had Guy Lafleur gloves it was uh yeah he was my guy man so saying that were you a pretty skilled player growing up I played uh yes I played triple a all the way up had some issues um at my draft year I went to I went to the to San Ground training camp I was I think 15 years old man 15 or 16 and um my draft year was uh didn't turn out too well and uh didn't wind up getting drafted and then the year after that, I went to uh, Junior B and, uh, like you said, uh, Barry, Barry Colts and uh, Collingwood Blues. Did you have any scraps before you played Junior? Uh, my first fight, I believe I was in uh, Pee Wee. Yeah, we were on the traveling team, um, AAA team, and we used to play against the guys older than us, the, the, so the Bantams House League, and uh, and uh, dropped the gloves and punched the kid in his uh, in his mask, in the, in the screen. In the, <laughs> and after the game, my dad says, like, what the hell are you doing? Man? I, just, I don't know. I wasn't really thinking about it. I was just uh, just throwing. <laughs> I, I grew up fighting. We grew up fighting on the street. Grew up fighting. I, fought in, I, fought, I had a fight in baseball. I fought in football and, and hockey, of course. And can you tell me a bit about the, the boxing that you were talking to? You? Yeah, well, boxing started for me um, – the, in Michigan, I grew up in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, which is right on the border of, uh, of Michigan, uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan also. And every fall, they would have these things called a uh, tough man tournament. And uh, anybody can join. You had to be amateur, of course. You couldn't be a professional boxer. But they just throw people in there at different weight categories. And it was a $1,000 first prize. And uh, and that's how I got in the ring. My buddies would all like um, taunt me to go do it, go do it, go do it. And I said, fuck, okay, I'll do it. And I won. <laughs> I, I won like three out of four tournaments. That's awesome. And in the 2007, you were really busy with like 16 fights, and uh, some of your rivals on that list include like Brandon Sudgeon, uh, Sean McMorrow, Ryan Hand, and these are some badass dudes. So, uh, was there one guy in particular that you always had good fights against? 
Uh, good fights against her is, um, my, my perspective is that all these guys are fucking big and strong, man. I, I just looked at everybody as the same. You're, you're a man, I'm a man, and let's let's throw and the best man wins. But um, McMorrow, tall guy, Sugden, big, big fucking animal. Um, Ryan Hand, big guy. All these guys are big, big men. Like I, I, I've done other talk to buddies and stuff about fights, and they always ask who's the toughest guy. And like they're legitimate tough guys. Anybody, anybody, any given day could uh, could win or lose, eh? No, for sure. Obviously, you just kind of answered the question, but uh, would you say one guy was like the scariest guy in the LNH? The one, the one time that I, I froze was uh, against Pat Cote in, in Laval because he, he just came to the league and I, I knew he was in the NHL and and I stood in front of him for a split second too long without without dropping my gloves and and he hit me with a left hook and put me on my knees and uh, that was the last time I hesitated. But yeah. Those kind of guys. These guys, like I said, they're legitimate fucking tough guys, man. They they threw in uh, AHL and NHL, some of them. And but like uh, I like I tell everybody I talk to, I didn't make it to the AHL or NHL, but this this uh, North American League that was my NHL. I would tell them, man. Eh? Well, no kidding. And you fought all the tough guys. You were just talking about boxing two seconds ago, and I mean, like uh, like is that. Uh, the kind of training that you did because obviously you're you're facing monsters night in night out yeah this is the one thing about me is um i fuck, i never really trained hard man i was just i was just always naturally strong from from playing sports and working physical jobs and i was just always strong the the times i did train like for especially boxing when i was here in quebec i i got in pretty good shape and i was pretty strong and uh, those are the times I did better. But, man, I used to smoke cigarettes and fucking drink and all that shit. And I was never in really good shape. I could take a punch and I could hit hard. So that, that's what kept me alive so long, I, I think. I wish I had your genes, bud. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 th- I say it's a curse, man. Because it, it, it got me to a certain level where I never, I didn't really, I didn't really have to try that hard to excel at, at certain levels. And then whenever I got to a certain level, I just wasn't physically there to, to, to jump to the next level, you know? Well, at least the fans cheer your name, man. Eh? Absolutely, pal. Yeah. I loved it, man. Yeah, I never got to experience that. So uh, the new NHL is moving all uh, towards skill and speed. Uh, but what's your take on the state of the new NHL? Well, the playoffs I still like. Um, I just can't believe how many checks aren't finished in today's game. Like guys are just circling around. The guy's getting rid of the puck and he's he's not getting checked. It's it's pretty. It blows my mind, really. It's gone from the pre-fights, like everybody knows that these two fucking guys are going to go to, so now you can't you can't punch a guy. Like Cassie and fucking, he beat the shit out of the truck the other night and got two-game suspension for back in the day. He'd been in the box for five minutes and would have played, you know? I was actually just going to ask you about that event, kind of a current event. Do you think he just deserves a suspension? or? No, hell no. Christ, no. no. The guy... The guy ran him blindsided twice, man. If that, if anybody in my era did that to somebody, they'd, they'd be dropping the gloves. If you're gonna run around like an idiot, you gotta answer the bell, man. That's oh, just, for sure. That, that was the mentality. And in the North American League, man, you didn't even have to run people. You just check them an honest check, and you're gonna get jumped. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you always have to be ready to go. I'm telling you, man. It was it was crazy at times. Where were the best fans on age? Well, when I first started in Sorrel, man, those. Uh, these little towns in, uh, in Quebec, these are they're fanatic about their hockey, man. Especially old old time hockey, like you know what I mean. Tough, tough fighting, not just the fighting, but tough, tough ho- hockey. And um, Laval, uh, those guys, those guys used to give it to me. My first year here, the guy uh, I didn't speak any French when I first came to Quebec, and I was on the bench, and the guy behind me in the stands was calling me, "Hey, Tice, moji bit. And I, I go to the guy next to me, "What is he saying? He's calling you a bug," he says. <laughs> Because I'm native, um, 
these fans in, in Laval, it was in Laval, they were holding a pack of cigarettes over the glass at me during warm-up. And um, I think it has to do with whatever the contraband cigarettes is over here or whatever. And uh, my next lap around the ice, I, I, I put, picked my stick up like I was going to throw it at him like a javelin. And about two rows bent back like uh, I scared him a little bit. And the next time around, they were laughing. But they're, everybody's pretty good guys, man. They, they cheer for their home team and they curse the, they curse the visitors and... Uh, but those those are the two places that stand out in my mind, uh, Sorrel, because it was the first team I started with here in Quebec, and and Laval was always a rowdy barn. Yeah, because I always wondered that. Like I speak French, but uh, I don't have that Quebec French. So when you're getting chirped by uh, the Quebecers, like is it is it difficult sometimes to like come up with a, a good zinger? <laughs> it's in the beginning. I didn't have a freaking clue what the hell they were saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here, here, here's my first my first time up in Saguenay. I was just telling my buddy uh, Henderson this story today. Mike Henderson, he played in uh, Verdun and Laval in this league. We're talking about uh, back in the day, and uh, this French kid was he was a good hockey player, but a little asshole out there, and he and I wound up in a penalty box together. And back then, they had no glass between the timekeeper's box and the penalty boxes. So this kid was chirping me, like just chirping me, swearing at me in French, and I'm, I got fed up with it, and I threw my full water ball, and I knocked his helmet right off, man. And then this kid stands up with his with his stick in a, in a, and he's like he's gonna throw it at me. And I said, "Don't you freaking throw that stick!" And anyways, he freaking throws the stick at me. So he and, now I got two sticks in my family box, and I'm like, we're, we're firing hockey sticks at each other from like five feet apart, man. It was one of the great. I go back to the bench after my buddies are telling me that's the craziest thing I ever seen, man. But yeah, it was it was fucking nuts, bro. Yeah, there must have been so many wild stories back then. Yeah, it was crazy, man. The one time uh, my daughter, my daughter was probably about three years old at the time, and her uh, her grandfather brought her to the game to watch me play. And I told him, I said, "Listen, I said when I fight, it's not because it's not if I fight, it's when I when I fight. Yeah. Try to try to try to block her view a little bit. You know what I mean? She's like three or four. So, anyways, this uh, warm up, we have a warm up brawl, and I, I I went up fighting two or three times in the warm up brawl, and then I go back to my bench, and he's sitting right behind my bench, and he's cheering like crazy. My little girl's standing right beside him, looking at me, man. And I like fucking. I said, "Hey, bro, I told you to try to cover her eyes a little bit. You know what I mean?" But he 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 got in right into it. He used to travel with me quite a bit, and watch the games. He loved it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, now the big question for me, uh, just coming off my intro, you had five games in the UHL, but you had uh, quite a bit of penalty minutes. So can you give me a bit of that story? Well, let's see. I I stopped hockey after junior B. I went to university for to play baseball in Michigan, and then I came home after university, and I just. I didn't play hockey for years. I played native hockey. We used to have tournament. Okay. And uh, I did that for four or five years. And then uh, one one day my cousin, he asked me if I want to make a comeback. So he puts together a little sports resume and sends it out to a bunch of teams. And three teams called me. So uh, one of the teams was Winston-Salem in North Carolina. My father was uh, from down there originally, and I had never been there. So that's how I chose to go play there. And I went down, did the training camp, made the team, and, and uh, they, they were – they were, I knew what they were looking for, you know what I mean? Like I said, I haven't played hockey in years, so I had to I had to make the team somehow. So I fought, and this, this is what I did. I didn't have to be told, you know what I mean? And then uh, that's just the way it was, man. The guy on the other ice, I found out who the tough guy was, and I just fought every game. Every game I played, man, just wind up fighting. I respect that so much, and uh, I wouldn't be able to do it. But what was that league compared to the LNH? Like, was that even more of a jungle, or...? No, no, the, the the North American Hockey League was the craziest league I ever played in for for, okay. for amount of tough guys on each team. Man, it was ridiculous at times. Like literally three or four, or five, six tough guys on on each team that, that that can go. There was no light lightweights here. 
<laughs> and, and in all the leagues that you played, uh, where was the craziest arena? And uh, do you have any memorable stories from uh, those old barns? Craziest rink? Well, Sorrell. There was fights in the stands every damn Friday night, man. Every time we oh, played, yeah. there'd be fights in the stands, people drinking, uh, throwing shit on the ice. Ver- uh, Verdun was not too bad. They're, it was pretty good. But Laval, Laval had... Uh, well, those guys had a freaking tough team, eh? So their the fans were rowdy as hell. They had, uh one one guy I can't remember his name, but he he put together he fabricated a, a, a like a heavyweight belt and he used to bring it to the game, and he'd be standing in the stands with his belt and uh, they just loved him, man. These guys, these fans, just just absolutely loved it. We packing these little barns, two three thousand people, and just screaming, and we'd start the game with two three fights and then uh, fight throughout the game, and it was good good hockey, man. Fast, quick hockey. I watched one of your fights today, actually, against uh, Steve Bosse. And uh, Steve, uh, obviously, uh, he went on to uh, fight in the UFC. And uh, I, I watched that one fight, and obviously, you know, like, uh, you, you win some, you lose some. But it looked like you won that fight. Uh, did you fight him on uh, multiple occasions? I got No, I got lucky, actually, because uh, Steve, um, he was a young guy coming in, very inexperienced. And I, okay. caught, him when he, I caught him when he was young. Okay. Uh, he and I, he and I played together in Saint Jean, one of those other leagues, a little bit. And when he was starting to recognize on how absolutely uh, strong he was, and yeah. um, once once you get the belief in yourself, you're able to do a lot of things. And the kid the kid took full advantage of it, man. And yeah. uh, who who's the best player you had a chance to play with, and uh, and actually against as well? The best players? Yeah. Uh, there, there was a few. I don't know, a few guys that uh, played in Europe. and um, I got to play with Bobby Dallas in St. Jean. He played uh, fucking a ton of years in the pros. He's a, he's a hell of a hockey player. But all these guys all these guys can play. You know what I mean? Every team had their uh, top guys. But uh, off the top of my hand, nobody really stands out. Nobody like that. Okay, and uh, obviously I'm not a very big guy, so uh, I'm going to ask you a little bit of uh, advice. So uh, we had Mathieu Saint-Marie on the podcast, who I believe you fought against. Yeah, but, I fought uh, him a few times. Yeah, like at the same time you were fighting guys like Terrio. I I seen one of, one of your fighting against Terrio, like just all these monsters. So like, is there a strategy that you can tell me about uh, what you got to do against when when you're fighting against these giants? It's very important when you start your 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 grab, your initial grab. Because yeah. if if you grab too far in and their arms are free, then then they can throw it well. But if you tie them up pretty good, you know what I mean. Especially these big guys, you really got to get in tight with them and uh, and try to pick your shots and. I, for me, my best thing was the, the, the punch off the beginning. If I can land that, then I would do pretty good. But I remember fighting, like like I said, Terrio and fucking uh, Dean Marin and Varhog. What the hell is he, like fucking six foot nine or something? I was going to uh, mention him too, yeah. Yeah, I fought him. He he stretched me out. He hit me about 100 times, man. It was in a playoff game. And um, our guy that was supposed to fight him took a two-minute penalty off the draw. And so I had to step up. for. <laughs> so I stepped up, man, and... Uh, it was all right. I I think I hit him once out of the whole fight, but he um, just just long and these guys are in shape, good cardio, you know what I mean. So, but big freaking men. All all these guys are well over two hundred pounds, six foot four, six foot three, whatever they are, and just big fucking men. But yeah, it's just most important thing is to get getting tight, man. Keep your t- keep your chin tucked and uh, and hope for the best. And when you say that first punch, do you mean a jab or is it like a right cross? No, I threw right from right from the ground, man. Right hand. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I was throwing to knock you out every freaking time. All the way from the stands. Absolutely, pal. Right from yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so now before we get into the fun part, uh, I'll, I'm gonna try to embarrass you if you don't mind. Uh, but uh, can you tell me what you're up to nowadays? Uh, like uh, if you got kids and all that fun stuff. 
Yeah, I got uh, I got three kids. Actually, I got uh, a boy and a girl of my own, and I'm uh, I'm taking part in raising my stepdaughter. They're 17, 18, and 19 years old now. The youngest is in her last year of high school. My daughter's in her second year of CEGEP, which is uh, just before university. And my son is uh, back in school now and uh, starting on Monday. And he's uh, boxing now, really. He's doing really well. He just won a provincial championship um, last year, uh, late last year. Good for him. Yeah, he's he's coming along nicely. He's training really hard. And uh, we got a fight on February 7th in Three Rivers. And then we got a um, provincial championship in March. That's that's what he's looking to do right now. He's probably we're trying to we're, our our plan right now for him is to get as many fights as we can for the next four years and and uh, try to make the Olympics in 2024. That's amazing. And uh, when you were talking about the gym earlier, when we were talking on the phone, uh, is that where you were at tonight, or were you just at the regular gym? No, that's where I'm at, boxing gym. Yeah, he's he's there four or five nights a week, man. He's a little okay. gym rat. Yeah. So you, so you were watching him or? Yeah, I, I watch him, and I just started getting back into it myself. I took the night off because I woke up, uh, what was it, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday morning, I woke up sore as hell. I have, um, I got a deteriorated, uh, my shoulder is deteriorating. I got this bone on bone. I got a small tear in my rotator cuff and a thing called a frozen shoulder. So I've been, uh, I've been out of physical exercise for a good three and a half years now, and I'm just now feeling better and getting back into it. Best of luck with that, man. I appreciate it, pal. Thank you very much. All right, so you ready for the interrogation? Go get him. Let's go. So, full name? Daniel Wesley Tice. Date of birth? March 9, 72. Hot dog or hamburger? Hot dog, bro. What do you put on it? Ketchup, mustard, onion. Is it a hot dog a sandwich? No. How come? I don't know. It just ain't, man. It's a hot dog. <laughs> a sandwich is some meat and two pieces of bread. Favorite not, sport? Not a, not a bun. Favorite sport? Right now? Golf. Oh, oh really? Nice. Uh, I, I am in a love-hate relationship right now. What's your handicap? I have no idea. I'm brutal. I shoot 90, 90, 95, 105, whatever. I can't that's, putt, man. That's better than me. Is it? Yeah, I'm getting oh, bad. Yeah. I, can, I I'm getting. This is my my fourth, third, or fourth season playing, and but I, I fucking three putt all the time. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, as long as you can beat the wife at money putt. There, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, uh, what's your pet peeve? Pet peeve? Oof. Soft, soft hockey players. Favorite hockey song? Oh, you mean the songs they play like during the game? Yeah, yeah. Oh fuck, I don't know, man. Any any what? any rock and roll tune, man. ACDC. Definitely Led Zeppelin. Anything that anything that's hard, bro. Favorite sport movie. Sport movie of all time, The Natural. I'm gonna have to check that one out. Uh, Robert oh. Redford, good movie. Uh, skinny girls or shapely girls? Uh, shapely. Why? Just just better, man. So hypothetical yeah. question: uh, you're, you're single, all right? <laughs> no, I'm no, gonna... I'm not. No, I'm not single, man. <laughs> no, no, this is hypothetical. I'm gonna get you in trouble, okay? So okay. Uh, who would you go on a date with? Rihanna, Celine Dion, or Katy Perry? Not Celine, not Katy. Beyonce. Is that what you said? Beyonce? Rihanna. Okay. Oh, Rihanna. Yeah, Rihanna. Yeah, just a, just a good night of fun, eh? Yeah, it's a good girl. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, you're going to get me in trouble here. <laughs> Don't worry about it. She's not listening to the podcast anyway. So, uh, you, you've been falsely convicted of a murder in Canada. So, uh, uh, Canada just brought back the death penalty. What's your last meal? Uh, last meal, steak and eggs, baby. That sounds good. You won the lottery. Where, uh, where are you going first? Hawaii. Good man. All right. Thanks yeah. a lot for joining us, bro. I really appreciate it. Right on, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Take it easy, bud. Have a great day, brother.